I'm going to preach a message to you called High Expectations. In Psalm uh, Jeremiah 29 and verse 11, reading to you uh, from the NIV, it says, For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Now notice this. What kind of plans does the great planner give us? Well, first of all, does God have plans for you? What kind of plans does he have? Plans to prosper you. Plans to cause you to succeed in life. Plans that are good for you and your family. Good plans. Plans for peace and plans for wholeness in our lives. You know, these plans that God has for us put us on the right paths for our lives. And the paths of the righteous get brighter and brighter and brighter until that perfect day. He said from before the foundation of the earth, I have predestined to give you plans that you could walk in and as a result you would experience the good kind and the God kind of life and you would have days of heaven upon earth. Now, one of the things that happens when we are on this path, we don't always see the fulfillment of His promises come to pass overnight. But just because we haven't seen them here doesn't mean they're not real here. That's why He's given us the ability to walk by faith and not by sight. And one of the things that you will have to guard against the older you get is the lies of the enemy telling you, well, you've had your day. Your day is over. You're all done. There's no more for you. That's a lie straight from the pit of hell. And I've got some verses for you today. How many of you are agreeing with me this morning? In Psalms 92, from the Amplified Version, it says this, in verse 12, The uncompromisingly righteous are going to flourish. That sounds like prosperity to me. Like the palm tree, they will be long-lived, stately, upright, and what else? Useful. Look at yourself as being useful in the kingdom of God. And not only useful, but fruitful. They shall grow. This is you. This is me. We shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon, majestic, stable, durable, and incorruptible. Incorruptible means incapable of being destroyed. Durable, stable. That's you. That's me. We are not. To, we are not falling apart. 
We are the upheld by the mighty word of his power. Verse 13. Now here's a key to having this in our lives. Planted, verse 13, in the house of the Lord. Planted in the house of the Lord. They shall flourish in the courts of their God. Verse 14. Growing in grace, they shall still bring forth fruit in what? We're not buying that we're too old to be fruitful. We shall still bring forth fruit the older we get. We shall be full of sap. It doesn't say we're a bunch of saps. (coughs) Of spiritual vitality and rich in the trust and the love and contentment of the Lord. Now I want you to read verse 15 with me. And let's get happy today. Ready? Read. They are memorials to show that the Lord is upright and faithful to His promises. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in Him. Glory to God. I just wanted to insert that into the message today because I sense in my heart that there's people in the room, people watching online that have been so discouraged that at one time they had vision, at one time they had purpose, and this pandemic has blurred it. But thus saith the Holy Ghost, you're going to experience a comeback. The vision that has been blurred shall be clarified and clear again in your heart and in your mind. Hallelujah. And I'm stirring myself up for the vision of this church. I'm not quitting. I'm not drawing back. I'm not going to let any small, wimpy virus shut down the vision of the church. We will forever be reaching the lost. We will forever be healing the hurting. And we will forever be maturing the believer. We're, we're, not, we're not drawing back. We're moving in. And we're moving up. And that's the kind of attitude that you must have for your life as well. Because there's so much fear out there. There's so much dread out there. There's so much despondency. You know what dread is? Dread is looking at the future with apprehension. It's looking at the future with eyes that are so dimmed and blinded by darkness. Dread is the opposite of biblical hope. When we talk about hope, we're talking about having high expectations. We're talking about having an expectation that is confident and fully assured based on the promises of God. Say with me, godly hope is having a confident, favorable expectation of good in my life and my future. Hallelujah. High expectations. 
We ought to wake up in the morning, like Brother Earl Roberts used to say, something good going to happen to me today. When we say something good, that means something of God is going to happen to me today. So what kind of plan does he have? He's got an awesome plan. He's got an amazing plan for your life. When I look back and see what the Lord has done in my life, see where he's taken me from. They didn't think I would be alive at age 30, much less age 70. I look back and I stand amazed at the grace of God. And you and I have got to hold fast to the hope that he's put on the inside of us. Because God's not done yet. Shekabasatai. I said, God's not done yet. He's not finished yet. Because he who has begun a good work in you, he's going to perform it. He's going to see what he's starting in you is accomplished. And all he needs is your cooperation and for some of you to change your negative attitude and to change your negative words and to change your negative outlook. And this is something that you can do. I believe that things can turn quickly as we turn our words toward the Word of God and choose our attitude to be high expecting good things from God. The CEV says it this way, I will bless you with a future filled with hope. A future, now notice this, a future of success and not suffering. You see, hope High expectations come from the promises found in God's Word. And so we can base our high expectations on what thus saith the Lord. Now, we don't want to deny the fact that we all have faced, and maybe even now are facing hopeless situations. Every one of us are going to be tempted to be discouraged to be disappointed and despondent when our hopes and our dreams and our vision and those things are delayed. You see, in Proverbs thirteen twelve, from a few translations, number one, it says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. But when a desire is fulfilled, it is a tree of life. Now, the message translation says it this way. That unrelenting disappointment leaves you heart sick. Whoo, but a sudden good break can turn life around. How many of you are believing for some suddenlies? Glory to God. A sudden good break can turn life around. The voice translation says it this way. Hope postponed grieves the heart. Oh, but when a dream comes true... Life is full and life is sweet. So I'm just here to tell you this morning that even though you have experienced some delays, delays are not denials. 
Because our hope is in the God of hope, not in the God of this world. I just heard the organ. (laughs) Our hope is in the word of God, not in the words of this world. The psalmist said that you are my hiding place and my shield. I hope in your word. And this is what the scriptures have been given to us for. I want to encourage you guys to stay in the word. Stay strong in the word. In uh, Romans, I believe it is in 15 and verse 4. And this is from the Amplified Version. It says, for whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction that by our steadfast and patient endurance, now notice this, and the encouragement drawn from the scriptures. Say this with me. I draw encouragement from the scriptures. Now notice the rest. That we might hold fast and cherish hope. In other words, we're not going to let our expectations go. We're going to hold fast to them. You see, one person said it this way, hope is being able to see that there is light despite of all the darkness. Desmond Tutu said that. And we discovered this from Psalm 119, verse 130, that it is the entrance of his word that give us light. Have you ever noticed that? That you got into the word of God, you, you found scriptures that covered your case, you found those healing scriptures, or you found scriptures on your needs being met that covered your case, and all of a sudden, the lights came on. And you said, wow, I see that. I can see now. I have hope now. His word, his word has turned my hopes on full blast. You see, what I'm encouraging you in today is this, is let your hopes, not your hurts, shape your future. What another person said it this way, when the pain of your past or whatever you're going through presently seems greater than the promise of your future, you need to spend some time with the God of hope. We don't draw our hope from Wall Street. We don't gain our hope from the political scene in our nation. Our hope is in God. And when we do, when we spend that quality time, I'm not just talking about a promise box at the uh, a promise at the beginning of the day, you know. In a few shandai shandai, see me time I bow time, ready to go to work now. I'm talking about living for Him and living in His Word and living in His presence. When we do that, here's what happens: you will be strengthened, you will be encouraged, and you will be renewed. Now notice what Isaiah chapter 40 says about this in verse 31. In Isaiah 40 in verse 31 it says, But those who hope for the Lord 
who expect and look for and hope in him. In other words, those who have high expectations shall change and renew their strength. How many of you could go for a renewal of strength? Well, I'm telling you how to get it today. They shall, glory to God, they shall renew their strength and power. They shall lift their wings and mount up close to God as eagles, mount up to the sun. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint or become tired. See, God has promised to you and me that we shall reap what we sow if we faint not. Young's literal translation says this, they run and run and are not fatigued. They go on and on and they do not faint. That's you. That's me. We're going on. We're going up. We are going to possess the land. Amen. So as long as we have hope, as long as we can keep our expectations high, we've got possibilities. Why is that, Pastor Mark? Because everything that we see around us is subject to change. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, in verse 16, it says this, For which cause we faint not, that though the outward man perish, or is getting a little older, yet the inward man, what happens to your inward man? You're receiving a renewal right now. You're not getting any older on the, out, on the inside. You're being renewed day by day. Now notice in verse 17. For our light affliction. It's amazing what God looks at as a light affliction. For our light affliction. Which is only momentary. It's working. For us. A far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Now, this comes to pass and happens as we act on verse 18. Let's read it together. Ready? Read. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen... What are you looking at? What are you talking about? What are you thinking about? What are you rehearsing day after day after day after day? Don't look at those things. Don't talk about those things. The message says it this way. These hard times, I like this, they're small potatoes. Compared to the coming good times. The lavish celebration prepared for you and prepared for me. In verse 18 in the message it says, There's far more than meets the eye. The things we see here, the things we see now are here today and gone tomorrow, but the things we cannot see will last forever. So put your promises, put your hope in the promises that will last forever, not in the things that will fade away. Hallelujah. Being filled with hope starts with a quality decision. Refusing to be negative. Having a positive attitude. 
in every area of our life, especially in our conversation. I like what the Greeks said about the word hope. Let me define it for you. The Greek definition of hope means to be intensely expectant, to be confidently looking forward to. Looking forward to something you fully expect to happen. Having high expectations, it creates a winning attitude. What do you say the rest of this year and on into 2021, we bring our expectancy up several levels? What do you say we expect great things? What do you say we expect good things in our lives, in our family, in our future? The psalmist said in Psalm 27, 13, he said, I would have literally lost heart unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I don't know about you, but I'm expecting God. I'm expecting good. I'm expecting greater glory. I'm expecting greater health. I'm expecting greater prosperity. I wish I could get someone to preach with me. High expectations means to look forward with great excitement. It's like back there in July 22nd, 1977. When I put my wedding suit on and Brenda had her wedding dress on and I pulled in with my parents to the Ski D Oklahoma First Assembly of God. My expectors was high. I was more than ready to get married to Brenda Raylene Edwards, soon to be Thomas. I had high, high expectations. I was looking so forward to saying I do. And of course, the honeymoon too. High expectations. I can remember when John was born, 1979. What high expectations we had as John, as Brenda was pregnant and John was about to come into the world. We were expecting. I'm expecting. And I have that same sense in my heart today. Not that we're going to have another baby. (laughs) All things are possible. (laughs) No, not, not that. But I truly have high expectations of what the prophets of old have said and what the word of God has said. That the glory of the latter house shall be greater than the former. And that the greater works of healing and miracles and harvest and people coming into the kingdom Not by the hundreds, not by the thousands, but by the millions. I've got high expectations. Raul, I've got high expectations for your churches in the Philippines. 
I prophesy over those 17 churches that the need is met for that feeding and for that food to come into those churches in the name of Jesus. We thank you. We loose the money and we declare it's on the way. Glory to God. High expectations. High expectations for all of you. God sees you winning. Amen? Hallelujah. Look at Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1. Y'all still good? Hebrews the 11th chapter. Keep this thought in mind now that hope is a confident, favorable expectation. Say that with me. Hope Hope. is having a confident, favorable expectation. Now notice this verse here. In Hebrews chapter 11, 1, this is a classic verse on faith. And this is a faith church. It says in Hebrews 11 and verse 1, that now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. Now, if you were to look up in a concordance or in the Greek, you would see that the word uh, substance there literally means foundation. So we could read it this way. Now faith is. Now remember this, that faith and God's word are synonymous. That's where we get faith from is from the word. You can't separate faith from the word because they're one and the same. It's like trying to separate the wet from the water. They're one. So we could read it like this. Now the word of God is the foundation. It's what gives me confidence. It is the foundation of things which I am confidently and favorably expecting to come to pass in my life. Say with me, the word of God is my foundation of my expectation. Hallelujah. It's not, oh, I wish it would happen. I hope it happens someday in the sweet by and by. No, hope is a powerful force. It's one of the big three, faith, hope, and love. If I am in faith and you are in faith, That means we are in expectation. That means we're excited and we're joyful about it. If there's sickness in my body, I've gone to the Word. And the Word is my foundation. And I'm standing on the Word. And because I'm in hope and in faith, I'm expecting my body to change. It's the same with finances. If in the natural realm there's lack here, lack there, and lack everywhere, I'm not moved by the lack. I'm moved by what the God of hope says to me. And the God of hope says, I'm El Shaddai. I am more than enough for you. I'm more than enough for all of you at the same time. And I will supply all your need according to my riches in glory by Christ Jesus. So what I do is I look in the Word. 
I look in the Word, and faith grows. And so I stand on that foundation. Thus, I'm fully expecting for the money to come. I'm fully expecting for comeback to take place. Somebody shout amen. Amen. So I'm encouraging you this morning to live in a heightened state of expectancy. Refuse to get weary. Instead of getting weary, how about this? Get excited. Get happy. Get filled with joy. Here's what Romans chapter 12, 12 says. It says, rejoicing in hope. In other words, because I'm expecting, I'm rejoicing. Well, I'll rejoice when it happens. You're missing it. You got to rejoice before it happens for it to happen. If you want it to happen, whatever it is, you need to do some rejoicing now. Got it? Rejoice now. Now faith is. Now hope is. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Hallelujah. Rejoice now. Get happy now. Yeah, but things have been bad. Well, glory to God. Rejoice and things will turn and you'll be glad. Don't wait to be glad. Be glad today. Somebody says, okay. Rejoicing in hope. Patient in tribulation. Continuing instant in what? Well, Pastor Mark, how then does one rejoice in hope? How many of you know you can dance in hope? And you don't even need to take ballroom dancing to do it. You can dance in the privacy of your home. You can dance in hope. And you know what? This is a dancing church. Somebody says, I used to dance. I used to do the funky chicken. I used to go to the club. But now that you're born again, you've changed partners. Amen. You can dance in hope. You can praise in hope. You can shout unto God in triumph and in hope. We can give thanks in hope. I have a question for you this morning. How would you act if you had what you desired right now? Ha, ha, ha. You're getting the right idea. That's how we're to act in the midst of trials. By rejoicing in confident expectation, seeing the vision and seeing the victory. The only way I've discovered that I can be patient in the midst of problems is by rejoicing in hope. And I've discovered this If I don't rejoice, it wears me down. I'll be honest about it. But if I do rejoice, it will strengthen me. And if it will strengthen me, it will strengthen you. You see, when we praise God in the midst of a situation that looks bad, you knock Satan out. And when you have a confident, 
favorable, high expectations based on God's Word, here's what it does for your mind. It anchors it. It anchors your soul. In Hebrews 6 and verse 19, it says this. It says, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul. What does an anchor do? An anchor stabilizes. An anchor keeps you from drifting. We could say it this way. When you have high expectations, it'll hold your soul steady. It'll keep you from casting away your confidence. It says, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul. Pray this with me. Heavenly Father, I thank you that hope serves as an anchor to my soul. I shall not be moved for my heart is fixed. My heart is settled. My trust and my confidence is not in the world but it is in you. In the name that is above every name, the name of Jesus. Last scripture. Turn quickly over to Zechariah, if you would, chapter 9 and verse 12. Zechariah 9. Have you gotten anything out of this today at all? Glory to God. God's word is good. Here's what Zechariah 9, 12 says, and they're going to get it up here in a minute. It says this, Turn ye to the stronghold. The New King James says, Return to the stronghold, you prisoners of hope. Even today, and this is what I'm prophesying over you, that God will bring such a comeback to you that you're going to restore and you're going to see double. Come on, let's read it again. Ready, read. Return to the stronghold, you prisoners of hope. Even today, I declare that I will restore. <laughs> now keep that, keep that verse up there. Let's just work with this just for a moment. What does this mean? Return to the stronghold. That means that some have left. Some have left the stronghold of hope. And he says, you prisoners of hope. Prisoners of hope is an expression used to describe those that have waited a long, long time for a specific manifestation to come to pass. In reality, hope is the prisoner. What this literally means to us, we must be so determined and keep our expectations so high that we lock up hope in our heart. We don't allow our hopes to escape. A pandemic can't knock it out of you. A physical ailment can't knock it out of you. Because hope is locked up in my heart. And I'm not going to let anything in this world cause it to escape. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Woo, glory to God. In other words, we lock His Word up in our heart and we refuse to allow it 
to escape. A man or a woman with high expectations has this attitude, I won't quit. I won't stop believing. I will not let my hopes escape. Hallelujah. Journey had it right. Don't stop believing. The Hebrew word for this verb means to tie it down, to hold it down, to bind it in order, and to keep it in one place. Stay focused, saints. Better days are ahead. Dick Mills, a mighty man of God, he would go around the nation to Full Gospel Businessmen Fellowships International. And the way that the Lord used him is he would give a word in season to someone and a word that would absolutely speak to their heart. One day, he was on an airline and uh, someone walked up to him, an airline attendant, and said, you know, eight years earlier you were in our church and you gave me a promise that the Lord that the Lord was going to save my husband and that he was going to get saved. And he wasn't. He was not living right. And what she did is she locked that verse up in her heart and she kept it. She kept holding on to the promise as a prisoner of hope. Later on, her husband was not only saved, but he started family devotions and he was preparing for full-time ministry. The Lord gave her a double. But that double would have never happened if she would have allowed hope to escape. And so my prayer for you is hold on to your high expectations. Great comebacks are coming your way. Great comebacks are coming our way. Father, in the name of Jesus... I've done my best to minister your word today. And I thank you, Lord, that your word lodges deeply within the hearts and the minds of those that have heard it today. And I declare in the name of Jesus that as we do your word, we shall see greater blessings in our life. So say it with me, I am. I am a doer. I am a doer of the word of God. Hallelujah. Glory, glory to God.